Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett, Lee Vowell, and Todd Vandenberg. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee. With me is Todd. Todd, how are you on this NPR morning? It's going to be a crazy show, by the way. We've already messed up three times and now my cat's meowing loudly in the background. So who knows what's going to happen? Yep, there it is again. So how are you? <laughs> I am. I, I am well. I am uh, sitting outside in the balmy, about 75 degree weather in West Palm Beach. Shh, I'm not really in Seattle, even though we talk about the Seahawks. And uh, you yeah, can be a Seahawks fan day. anywhere. Right? You can yes, be a Seahawks can. fan anywhere, and you should be a Seahawks fan anywhere. You should. You, exactly. I was just going to say that. Thank you very much. You should be a Seahawks fan anywhere, no matter where you are. You should be a Seahawks fan, unless you're in San Francisco, because you don't deserve the Seahawks. You should be stuck with the Niners. Um, but yeah, two two things that you don't see much of anymore. People with boomboxes. One person riding along in his bike. Did you enter a vortex? And you did, didn't you? Time I think I vortex. did. I think is Don Johnson there? I am journeying. Don Johnson's on here, but Michelle Yeoh will be later, which I'm sure I'm going to go see that later. Which I'm looking I can't remember the, the other guy. And another guy comes show. walking along. Tobias Harris. The other guy was on the show. No, I yes. like Tobias Harris entered my mind. Tobias Harris. <laughs> talking about <laughs> and he played for the heat franco harris he played for the heat. yeah sure he did franco harris franco harris was there too franco harris played for the heat. that's interesting he did he did it was in his immaculata form franco harris be like a small forward right and rocky blyer would be more of the power forward he, neither one would be a center but that makes sense right Midgets, midgets, man. <laughs> that should be that should be the show. Just be like, that's the question. No, and then that's our show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Not that that's an appropriate term. They're small. Oh, people. I'm sorry. Was that racist against Rocky Blyer to say he should be a power forward? You said it wasn't appropriate. Yes, it wasn't appropriate. Did I pro- appropriate Rocky Blyer? Yes, you did. You know, again, I've seen another meme talking about. Um, I swore we'll talk about the Seahawks eventually. But again, another pro athlete from the 80s and 90s saying how LeBron James couldn't hack it in the 80s because the game was too physical. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What? Yeah. And this is the worst possible era for LeBron James to be playing in. Are you kidding me? It's funny, too, it's like, because isn't, hasn't LeBron James been playing basically almost since the 90s? Anyway? Just so about, it's like, yeah. Uh, okay. 
oh yeah, he wouldn't fit in with the bad boys of Detroit at all. What he's like, oh my god, are you freaking kidding me? It's funny because it's almost <laughs> like that Malcolm X quote, like we didn't we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on us. With LeBron James, it's almost like the game didn't change LeBron James. LeBron James changed the game, but it's and basically he did. But it's it's not like I, I swear, man, like Todd said, I swear we'll get in the Seahawks. But it's you know whatever. <laughs> anyway, we bring this up because LeBron James, breaking news, has not signed with the Seattle Seahawks to be their tight end for 2020. Breaking news. He'd be a really good tight end though. He'd be a good tight end. He'd be he'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> Are you disappointed he'd by? He'd want to the... ladder constantly. He'd always be laddering the damn ball. Um, <laughs> Are you disappointed, disappointed by... by the numbers uh, Morbius has brought in so far? It seems to not no. be doing that great, right? No, not disappointed at all. I see. You know, I really care about. I don't care about the Sony movies unless Marvel is actively working with them, because those are the only ones that are any good. You know, the last three, the the first two Spider-Man movies were great. The ones that were done like in the 1820s, <clears throat> and the third Spider-Man movie with with emo Peter Parker, not so much. That was a horrible thing. And both of them with Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield is is great. Not so much in those movies, but again, it's the scripts, it's the director. Neither one of those, the amazing Spider-Man movies, they both are pretty trashy. The Venom movie, the first Venom movie, eh, you know, it was fun, but it's pretty forgettable. I haven't, I have yet to watch the second Venom movie, Let There Be Carnage, just because I can't make myself care. I'm thinking of going to see Morbius just because my daughter keeps on egging me on saying, oh, my God, it's supposed to be so terrible. You have to go see it. And I was like, okay, maybe I will. But unless Marvel helps them out and helps them understand what a script looks like, Sony appears to be clueless. For one thing, these are villains. Venom at some point, yeah, he's kind of an anti-hero, but they keep on changing villains into heroes because they don't, you know, oh, you have to have them root for somebody. And that's yeah. basic, the stable of the Spider-Man characters is they're all villains. Like, well, then don't make the damn movies. Yep. I, I understand that it's just a, ca- but that's all it is. It's just a cash machine to them. They're not interested in making something that's truly they don't seem to be interested in making something that's truly entertaining i mean all these terrible reviews came out for morbius and the director said they asked him about how he feels about the reviews and he says i this is a quote i have a lot of self-hate okay that's funny you know somebody Um, who doesn't have a lot of self-hate is russell wilson actually so i'm watching the the dodgers and rockies um (laughs) and i bring this up this I swear we'll talk Seahawks. Russell Wilson, kind of, sort of. But you mentioned, like, from uh, villain to hero, he's kind of like hero to... He's not really a villain, but he will be when they play the Seahawks. But anyway, uh, this year, 2022, at Lumenfield. But anyway, Russell Wilson, it was an opening day for the Rockies. They lost, by the way. Uh, But Russell Wilson threw out the first pitch, and he, he, he did it well. He threw the pitch hard. I mean, he former baseball player, made sense. But then when I was... I was yeah, I was I was watching the game, um, and uh, they interviewed. And I was not watching the game because uh, Russell Wilson was going to be thrown out the first pitcher, going to be interviewed, which I didn't even know. I was watching the game because uh, the Dodgers were playing. 
Um, and I couldn't get the Mariners. Couldn't get the Mariners game. It was so Amazon's baseball thing is so weird. Like you can have this, but you can't have this. Like um, who? Why? Yeah. Oh, why? You should make me pay for the Dodgers, because it's the Dodgers, and then not right. pay for. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, so uh, Russell Wilson was interviewed. Um, it's probably like the second or third inning before the Dodgers scored their five runs to win the game. Um, and he was just <laughs> he was just still like uh, you know, just Russell. It was almost like he could have played for the Jaguars and he would have played. He would have said the same things, which is good because he says good team worthy things. But it seems to come across really fake when you say it the same way with no matter who you're involved. It's almost like it's not Especially really now. Yeah, because it's not who you're involved, the team you're on. Okay, the Denver trades you to the Commanders. Guess what? You're you're gonna say the same exact things, the same exact way when you're there. So it comes across fake because it's like, okay, well, you're just saying it because Russell Wilson would say it because you are Russell Wilson, not because you really care about the team. I'm not saying he doesn't care about his teammates or anything like that, but it's still like, eh. Again, it goes back. I'm a huge Steve Garvey fan, but it kind of goes back to the same thing. It's the words you're saying are meaningless if you can transpose them from one team to the other. He may say the same thing to Sierra when they're in the bedroom. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, this is positive. I, I mean, I, I don't know. But that's how, it, that's how it came across. And I was just like, sure, I tweeted it out and I tweeted it poorly because I'll, I'll be honest. It, it was the baseball game. It was the baseball. And so I had a couple of beers and I was like, I shouldn't be tweeting. So I didn't tweet after that. But it was like, somebody was like, should we care about this? And I'm like, it's a good question. I mean, I'm not one to hate, um, but yeah, maybe we should because he's saying the same damn things he said before, and it's just irritating, I guess. And, and to be clear, we were both. To be clear, that was interesting. <laughs> we were both big supporters of Russell Wilson the whole time. Neither one of us thought he was going to go anywhere. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And and now you look back, and people who said he is at best disingenuous, Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. uh, a few other people, was like Doug Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it turns out, yeah, exactly. You were exactly right, which, you know, and, and I, I didn't think it was sour grapes on their part. Of the, why would oh, it no, be he, w- he wasn't eating grapes. Did I, did I misstate something? He wasn't eating grapes. I think it was eating, the fried grasshoppers that you could get at eating raisins. T-Mobile. Eating raisins. You know, but I, I didn't think it was... I didn't think it was jealousy or anything like that. I just thought there was a personality conflict, and I thought that's where it came from. It's like, turns out, nope, it wasn't. I mean, they saw through what apparently was just it's he does apparently have this puts on this facade, which is that's not necessarily a bad thing to No, because he's not a bad person. Exactly. Like you said, it just seems disingenuous. Right. You know, he's just putting on the best face on everything, which, you know, that's not a bad thing to have. But at some point you have to be. I don't Real know. I mean, I, I got a pretty face. Uh, my face goes on oh, everything. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody, uh, Wheaties and all the rest of it. Uh, Mark Ruffalo yourself. My face does um, not eat Wheaties. Thank you. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. That's me. I'm a stand-in. Who's this guy that can't act? Let's leave Al. Mark will be back soon. <laughs> yeah, but you have to, you have to, if you're going to stand in for Mark Ruffalo, you have to look glowingly at all the other stars as if you're just yourself. I know you've seen that meme, and it's like when he looks, and he's just staring in wonder. It's like, oh my god, look at that! Oh my god, it's Robert Downey Jr. It's like, dude, you're Mark Ruffalo. Do you not know that you're a movie 
Avatar. But that's what makes Mark great, right? Right, is exactly. That he's, he's really one of, he's just phenomenally yeah. well, talented, extremely talented as an actor, but he's yeah. really one of us yeah, in, in oh, that for way. Sure. For sure. What really gets me is he, is, oh, uh, what was that in the background? Is that are you being arrested right now? If yes, if you get into the back of the police car, just ask them if they can keep keep recording you. I don't want to end the show and, and that. They'll keep recording me. I well, you know, we said something bad about Russ, so That's right. uh, but you're in Miami. Just don't say anything about Brady. Brady. <laughs> Brady. We, we're still we're hoping still to get him. Just okay. going around. That he's that Brady Tom Brady's gonna come to the Dolphins. It's like, what are you smoking? Why? Oh. Uh, anyway, That's the uh, non-story story of the off season in yeah. a way, a sub story. Yeah. Sub story? Does that? I don't think that's a thing. Anyway, go ahead. So, I interrupted you. Seahawks. Yes. Ruffalo. I like. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is buying the Seahawks. That'd be great. You know, he'll, I told he'll be you. On the side thing. But, I oh my told God, you about like. I told you about like being at the uh, airport that one time and like waiting for I was waiting to pick up somebody. I don't remember who it was, but I was like stopped in the in the line of cars and I was the front car and I got out because I was like, oh, OK, they, they may be coming out of the airport soon. And I'll help them load. And while I am got out of the car and standing there, these people, these two young guys behind me get out of their car. And I'm thinking, I don't know what's happening here, but they're like, are you are you Mark Ruffalo? Seriously. And I was just, and I'm like, I was like, no, I get that a lot, honestly, but no, I'm, I'm not, I'm thinner. No, I mean, no, I'm just, uh, my hair is not as, Mark, Mark has a lot more hair than I do. I'm starting to lose it, especially in the back, but it is what it is. Curly hair. Having a is Zoom meeting at work the other day and, and I'm looking at myself and, and I have hair on the front of my head. I have hair all over my head, but I have hair on the front, but for some reason the Zoom thing look like i was like jack nicholson and i was like what what is going on here need to put a hat on everybody on my team i think i'm because they've never seen me because we don't go into the offices they're thinking oh who's that bald guy yeah he looks like uh wants to be mark ruffalo but he looks more like a mcpoyle so um. (laughs) what are we talking about seahawks as long as as long as no one says put a hat on, that's when you know you're in trouble. When someone says, "Oh my God, put a hat on, dude," then you're in trouble. It's not that a hat; it's a toboggan. Um. So anyway, <laughs> pick number nine. Um, pick number nine. This is this, I, I I just wrote an article actually today. So if you're listening to this, whatever day you're listening to this, it's the day that I wrote it. So go check out twelfthmanrising.com. And you'll see my article somewhere along the line of articles. By the way, also I added a photo to yours, that DK Metcalf one that you're working on. So if you want to post yeah. that today, I think it's pretty much ready except for whatever you got to fill in. So um, just so we can get up to today. And again, today is whatever day you're listening to this. So if it's 2026 and you're like, I'd really like to listen to this 12th Man Rising podcast from 2022. Just because all this stuff has happened, and I'd like to think what these two morons said before it happened. So, anywho, pick number nine. So um, pick my, number nine. my, we'll uh, pick number nine. they're gonna they're gonna turn everything, all of their draft. Exactly for Herschel Walker. So, um, so are you still there? The Maybe police? I don't know. Okay. You? Oh, you faded out. So my article is all about the trading back and three teams that they could trade back to because 
I guess what I find amusing is that, and maybe they will stick a pick nine. They'll shock the world or the Seahawks world and actually stay at a pick because they, they did stay at the pick. They picked Jordan Brooks, which was a good choice. They were kind of forced into it though, because you know, they were trying to work trades before they had right. to pick Brooks, right? Cause they always trade back. So uh, this article that I wrote today being whatever day you're listening to, this podcast uh, is all about who they should trade back to. And I've got the Vikings at 12. You've got the Saints at 16, I think, and then the, the Packers. Because the Packers and the Saints each have two first-round draft picks. Vikings have one, but 12 to 9 isn't a huge thing. But I think the Vikings and the Saints both need quarterbacks, whereas the Packers need a receiver. And the Seahawks right. have a receiver that I don't want to get traded. I don't want DK Metcalf to get. I don't want D. Eskridge. I should have gone with that. But I don't want DK Metcalf to be <laughs> traded. It just makes sense. And they would, and they would be stupid to trade DK Metcalf, which is yeah. my article, which will be out probably tomorrow, maybe today. Tomorrow will be It'll whatever be. day you're listening to this. So it hasn't ever <clears> exactly. Out. Yeah. Twenty twenty six. So, yeah, twenty twenty six. You're like, man, that DK Metcalf. That guy's been great for the Commanders the last few years. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the, the reason I brought up the Packers is because what, you know, the, if the Packers offer a first round draft pick this year or their first two or whatever and trade up for number nine yeah. and also DK Metcalf and that would give the Seahawks three first round draft picks next year for them to screw up. And then, um, still <laughs> two this year and the, along with a whole bunch of second round draft picks, I mean, they're going to trade down. It's just who the question, the question is who they're going to trade back to, right? And how far back they want, because I'll ask you this question. Number nine, is there any one player? And there's a bunch of good players. I'm not saying that, but is there any one player? It's like, man, if he's there at number nine, bam, I got to take him. No, no. uh, And number nine is, I mean, that's just a weird position because it's like, okay, if you're talking about one or two, then sure, maybe. Then there's a player that, oh, man, we got to have this guy. But at number nine, then you're in the realm of, yeah, this guy looks good, but he's got these issues. This guy looks good, but he's got these issues. And, you know, should we go for an edge defender? Should we go for an offensive lineman? Left tackle, please. Um, but at number nine, there's not like, oh, this is the can't-miss player. This is the lineman that everybody wants. Not at that position. So totally agree. Go back, drop back to like 16th because you're, that player <clears throat> is still probably going to be there, just depending on how the draft or goes. Or a player, or a player exactly, or a player that it basically has the same qualities that you're looking for. Maybe a little bit different skill set, but it's like you're going to have to coach up something anyway at that point. So, okay, work on this aspect of it. It's like, oh, okay, so the footwork's not the best in pass protection. We'll work on that. Or the opposite. It's like he doesn't have much drive. Oh, we're going to work on his upper body strength and work on this, you know, so we can do better drive blocking. It's just there's always going to there's, there's be something of a project at that point, even though it's the first round. It doesn't matter. In this draft, it doesn't really matter a whole lot if you're drafting ninth or 16th. Not with what the Seahawks need. They don't need it. Yeah, they need a quarterback, but not out of this draft. I mean, and we both, there's like, you said it last week, and and I agree, Millie Quillis is like, he's got all the tools, but you really have to look as like, he's got all the tools, but against what level of competition. I mean, it's, if he'd been doing this in the SEC, 
or when he started off at Florida, right? But you know, when he's been playing at Liberty, it's like there's a huge jump between the speed of the game between college at that level and the NFL. How many great quarterbacks? How many great college quarterbacks have we seen that were playing and really good? Like they were playing in the SEC, and they get to the NFL and they can't adapt. Mm-hmm. Happens. Carson Wentz. All the talent yeah. in the world, and he hasn't acclimated yeah. very well. He's actually, it's kind of weird because he started off better than he did, or better than he's ended up being. Yeah. Which kind of, you brought up something to remind, NFL.com on the 8th of, oh, yesterday, actually, has a four-round, yesterday being whatever day you're listening to this, um, four-round 2022 NFL mock draft 2.0. So Seahawks Saints, it's a full full round but the the headline is Seahawks Saints trade into top five for quarterbacks which makes no sense at all so the Seahawks trade with the Jets to move up to number four this is their NFL.com which is a reputable site obviously so I'm assuming this writer is a decent writer or he wouldn't have been hired by them they move up to pick number four to pick which quarterback do you think he's guessed that they pick not Willis Matt Corral. Yeah. Who could be in the second round available. Why would you move up to pick four to pick Matt Corral when you could just stay at pick nine? Yeah, and, I mean, and first of all, he shouldn't be picked at number nine. But it says the Seahawks trade ahead of Carolina and New Orleans, giving their giving up their 2023 20, first round, first round pick for this guy. And 22, 2022 fifth rounder for one of the Jets Two fourth rounders, blah, blah, blah. Corral's toughness and quick release might be more enticing to NFL teams than they are to those who cover the league. There's no way the Seahawks trade up to number four to pick Matt Corral. I can see them trading up number four to pick Malik Willis. I mean, I don't think they should, but I can see it. But Matt Corral? I mean, I get the whole Pete Carroll-Lane Kiffin connection, but there's no way Corral's going that early to any team in the draft. If the Seahawks draft a quarterback before they draft a lineman, and I don't care if it's an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman or a corner <clears throat> sauce, Gardner, anybody, uh, they'd be insane. Yeah, they need a quarterback, obviously, you know, but but there are quarterbacks that are serviceable. Geno Smith, who apparently knows the damn system, uh, is still available. Is it? The draft is such a crapshoot. I mean, that's part of what I'm writing about eventually when it comes out in 2026 about DK Metcalf is pro football reference has just a very quick shorthand of they assign average value to players regardless across position. So you can just look at it and it's like, this is what this player was worth. doesn't matter if he's a lineman, doesn't matter if he's a quarterback. This is what they've produced so far for their team. And DK Metcalf out of that draft has the fourth highest average value of anybody that was drafted so far. So, you know, he is literally a generational player, as we've said. You're not going to trade him for what is obviously a crapshoot in the first round. The 10th player, the ninth player in that season, their average value, I think, was like nine points. DK's was 29. Like, it's a crapshoot, man, regardless of how well you draft, of how smart you think you are. It's like you still don't know what you're getting. Remember when Peyton Manning was the first pick in the draft? 
and they were everyone was flip flopping. Is like, who should we take? Who should should we take Peyton Manning or the guy who totally ruined his freaking life? Oh, we should take the guy who's now uh, uh, on the radio in in Washington, Brian, you know, who has turned his life around. It seems like, but he clearly was not the second. Shouldn't have been the second pick of the draft or any draft. He. He shouldn't have been drafted, as it turned out, because he clearly was not ready for the league. And and that's the problem with like draft dra- trading a known quantity, especially one as good as Metcalf, for a draft pick. I don't care if you get three first round picks. One yeah. of them will be as good as him. What the hell is the point? You know what he can do. Like that's it's a. That's absolutely stupid to talk about draft about trading DK Metcalf, which is why talking about moving up in the draft to get a quarterback is like this team needs so much. Yep. Quarterback well, the, really obviously it's a glaring opening, but it's really the last thing they need to fill. Literally the last position they need to fill. Because why why is Russell Wilson playing in Denver? Because they never fix their offensive line. Because they want to bring According to Russell Wilson, at least, that's why, right? So why would you continue to ignore the problem? That doesn't make any sense. Fix the offensive line. Offensive it's, line, it's just, I'll say it again. Fix the offensive line. Yeah. Don't draft a damn quarterback. I don't care. Yeah, I, I are, love are the, the idea of picking a left tackle at pick number nine. Um, just, just to end this one NFL mock thing. Um, and this quarterback, fairly relatively quarterback weak class, um, yeah. he has three quarterbacks going in the top five. Jesus. He has he has Willis going to the Lions, he has Corral going to the Seahawks, and Pickett to the Saint. Pickett to the Saints would be a great pick for New Orleans, I think, because who cares about hand size when you're playing in, inside? Actually, I wrote about that in today's article, and again, whatever day you're listening to this is when the the article came out but then it's funny it uh, what actually when you mentioned sauce and I'm, I'm assuming that wasn't james joycean stream of consciousness that you were actually ordering some sauce from a waitress while you were doing the show but talking about it's sauce gardener oh okay well great i'll just uh, piggyback on that then the the thing is that the trade for the seahawks that in this mock draft to number four from number nine the pick with pick number nine, the Jets who get from the Seahawks pick Sauce Gardner, which I think would be a <laughs> phenomenal pick. I think a hundred percent correct. You are, in my opinion, you're a hundred percent correct. They don't need a quarterback. They need to build the team and then fit in the quarterback, which is exactly what they did with Russell Wilson. Right. It wasn't like, Oh, exactly. Russell Wilson's going to turn the team around. It was like the team was already good, but I think left tackle, which you talked about and cornerback, are two huge, huge um, positions that need to be filled. And I I mean, I would be happy. My fear is, well, my fear is they stick with pick number nine. I think they'll trade back on August or on April 28th or whatever it is for the first round. Um, and if they do that and then pick a quarterback, I'll be disappointed. I'd be very disappointed. If they, if they stay at number nine, but they stay at number nine to – Pick Gardner. Super happy about that. Oh yeah, 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 agreed. But I don't, I don't know that he'll be there at that point. <clears throat> and frankly, anybody, regardless of your team needs, if you're picking a quarterback in this draft before Gardner, I, I think you're an idiot. I don't, I don't yeah. care. 
I agree. I don't care what your team looks like. Gascard, and, and again, and I'm going against what I already said about it's a crapshoot, and it is a crapshoot, but this dude is about as close to a can't miss as there is. Yeah. And I, I hope all those quarterbacks go early and, and the Seahawks have not drafted up because if all those quarterbacks go early, that means there's a yeah. ton of talent for them to choose from. At exactly. pick number nine. And even if they trade back, there's a ton of talent for them to choose from. If it's number 12 nice. to the Vikings, of course, the Vikings would have had to move up. I'm, I'm assuming all those quarterbacks that they would want would be unless somebody just loves Sam Howell, go Hills, um, then all the quarter. <laughs> top quarterbacks are going to be are going to be gone but i don't know it, it's as you mentioned i'm the the draft overall is a crap shoot but in this specific draft this i don't know what i was trying to say pacific draft happens in hawaii this year it doesn't actually happen in las vegas but um yeah this is i mean even in the edge rusher group i mean Thibodeau, he he could have gone number one or number two now it's like eh, Maybe he doesn't do this as well. He's going to go number nine. I mean, unless it's one of the top two, well, not according to this mock, but Aiden Hutchinson from your Michigan Wolverines is going to probably get number one, right? But after that, who knows? Yeah, it's a weird draft for sure. And it's because there are so many many teams that need quarterbacks, and there are a lot that need quarterbacks that they're just – they're. They're really reaching, you know, if they're yeah. like looking at this group of te- and watch probably four of these guys will wind up in the Hall of Fame. Just, you know, despite <laughs> us. Remember <laughs> but, that uh, Marino Elway class? It was nothing compared to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that would be just perfect. And if it happens, it's like good for you guys. It's like we're not saying like they're terrible players. It's just compared to oh. other drafts. It doesn't look like the strongest quarterback class, but. That's an awfully important uh, position in the in the league these these days, obviously. Which is why a lot of people say, "Oh, the Seahawks need a quarterback." Yes, they do. But as we've seen, you can have a great quarterback, but if you don't have the components around them, like someone to protect the quarterback, there's only so much they can do. Yep. Or the opposite of that, if your team has a whole bunch of needs, like left tackle and cornerback, and you choose a quarterback at number nine, and they you miss on that quarterback, you are yeah. screwed. Yeah. For years, even if, if, if you hit if you hit on that quarterback, you're still kind of screwed. Well, you shouldn't hit on the quarterback. That's a that's a Deshaun Watson kind of thing. But kind of um, depends. But you know he's going to improve your team by a couple by a couple games, so he worsens your draft position a little bit and makes it harder for you to draft. Not that you want to game the 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 system, but that's just how it would happen. But which is what happened with the Seahawks because Wilson literally gained them a few games every season just because of the stuff he was able to pull off. But <coughs> you still don't have a great team around him. The rest of the team declines, and you wind up where we wound up. It's like Dan you got to have a team first. Yeah, Dan Marino, pretty damn decent quarterback. Did they have Archie defense? Manning. Ugh, Archie Manning, Jesus, the poster I mean, child. Frank, I mean, I know we're going back. Several years, but the yeah. game, the fundamentals of the game haven't changed. I mean, if you right. have a great quarterback like Marino or Archie Manning and you don't have a great team around them, then eventually you're left with a great quarterback and not a good team. Yeah. What? You know, look how Matthew Stafford, he didn't get better when he went to the Rams. That's the guy who who suffered through the Lions and managed to get them to the playoffs, I think, what, twice? 
And, oh, he goes to a team that's actually good. Look who wins the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Wow, I'm in fine form this week. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, you, you got to have a team. So, absolutely, Seahawks need to build the team first. Worry about the quarterback next year. You know, yep. your franchise quarterback. And if it doesn't work out, what's the worst that can happen? Bryce Young? Okay. I mean, it's it's like, you know, maybe Drew. I mean, I, I like how Noah Fant came out this week. Didn't come in. Oh, speaking of coming out, Jesus <laughs> and Easter, right? Jesus, yes. One can help. Jesus will be coming out next week. But anyway, uh, Noah Fant came out this week and said, yeah, I think Drew Locke can be a franchise quarterback. Thank you. That's a former teammate who joined you in a trade saying that if I, if yeah. I were in, in Drew Locke's position, like, for instance, if, if you and I had played on a team, and are like, oh, man, Todd is a fantastic tight end. We're not really sure about this other guy. And you came and said, I think Lee can do it. That means you've right. been with me in the locker room and you've played with me and you are honestly saying, yeah, he can. That would mean a lot more to me than any anybody else, even the Seahawks coaching staff, because they don't know me. But if a former right. teammate exactly. said that, I'd be like, yeah, actually, if I had confidence issues and Drew Locke has re- reportedly had confidence issues. But if I had confidence issues and someone were to say that, I'm heck, yeah. I mean, that only makes yeah. me feel better about myself. All the guy deserves is a chance to compete. You know, he doesn't deserve to be like written Jim into Carrey. the starting lineup. <laughs> there is a chance. And, and, you know, that's that's up in the locker room. Always compete. So, uh, ostensibly, he, he was part of that package to be the starting quarterback. And, of course, they're not just going to hand him the job. I mean, everybody knows that that's not how the Seahawks work. It's like you got to win the job. And but that's all that guy wants. He just, he just wants a fresh start. And like I said, Fant says he can do it, which that means a lot more than DK Metcalf says. I mean, like you said, because yeah. this guy played. No offense to Metcalf, he just hasn't played with Drew Locke. Exactly. I agree Fant. with what Metcalf said. Give the guy a oh, chance. Totally. Like totally. Totally. But that means a lot more. Just like you said, it means a lot more when the guy who's actually played with him says, "Yeah, he can do it." Just like we talked about last week, Jim Jim Harbaugh and Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. I coach with this guy. I'm going to give him a chance in halftime of my college football team's uh, pregame or spring game. And it's like, I've been with this guy. I know what kind of individual he is. Maybe people who don't know who he isn't or is should give him a chance because you don't know him. I do. Right. Be interesting to see. Obviously, it'd be interesting to see, but it'd be really interesting to see if he actually does get signed. I mean, supposedly there's three Drew teams Locke, still been released. No, yes, he has been. He's uh, signed with the Ravens. Breaking now. news on 12th Man <laughs> But supposedly the Ravens are one of the teams who are interested in uh, Kaepernick, along with supposedly the Seahawks. And I can't think what the third team was. But Kaepernick makes sense with the Ravens. But yeah, so so breaking news: Drew Drew Lock has been released, replaced by Ezra Miller. Um, <laughs> as the uh, potential starting quarterback for the Seahawks. It could be anybody. Still waiting for Geno to sign. And if you're listening to this, it's 2026, and he hasn't played in several years. But still waiting. Yeah. Still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting. Anyway, so that that's our show. Um, and I'm trying to think if we have any final thoughts. we got to I mean, draft several shows before the draft. Uh, I'm assuming there won't be a whole lot of stuff happening before, knock on wood, won't be a lot of stuff happening before the draft. Um, 
Russell Wilson won't be traded, yada, 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 which means obviously lots of stuff could happen. But we still have um, Dwayne Brown out there, still have Brandon Schill. I have a feeling both those guys are going to end up back in Seattle. So we're going to have the same offensive line as we talked about last week, except for the center position. And then who knows? But by this time next week, we, we could be talking about a huge trade of, I don't know, somebody. Chris Carson got traded. No, I don't. No, DK no, no. Metcalf. No, I think no, if no. Metcalf gets traded, it's going to happen right before the draft. I think so, too, if that happens. And it better not. Oh, breaking news. Tua has just been traded to the Seahawks for... No, it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that's our show. (laughs) I got nothing else. Thanks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.